What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are locked into episode 113 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. Cat Daddy, a.k.a. High Res Hater, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, bro? I love it. I, I love that it just gets longer and longer. This is to call me Mr. A.k.a. Where? I love it. Uh, not much. Just happy to be here, as always, talking about games with uh with my compadres i'm super excited so so yes i i i am here to talk games and to bubblegum and i'm all out of bubblegum so <laughs> every time you say gaming stepdaddy i like part of me cries inside <laughs> you're not my stepdaddy what are you doing that's not true you're not my stepdaddy no Wow. Okay. Just calm down, Joe. It's okay. I know. I and that other voice you heard was Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, my friend? Not much, man. Not much. Just uh, enjoying this wonderful weekend day. Uh, <laughs> you know, sitting here and, you know, debating about buying another headset that i don't need just because it's on clearance so that's that's the story of my life you know it's the the devil on my shoulder and the angel on my shoulder it's just all devils i think so (laughs) (laughs) all just devils you know trying to get you exactly trying to get you to spend money buddy so (laughs) yeah you know what so yay Oh boy! But oh it, it's a hundred and thirty dollar headset for only fifty bucks. Holy crap! Mm. <laughs> yeah, he texts he texts me and he's just like, "Hey, check it out!" And I'm like, "Um, that's a headset, yeah." <laughs> I'm good. You know, I was like, "Yay!" But not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I use earbuds anyway, so it's like I I'm not that much of an audiophile. I'm I'm an audiophile when it comes to certain things, like for whatever reason. Like wireless earbuds are kind of like my thing, probably because I'm on them all the time at work because we can listen to our phones. Uh, so listen to music, listen to podcasts, uh, but at least with my current assignment. But yeah, for the most part, I'm not really I'm not really an audiophile. My, my dad was, but for whatever reason, I, I, I miss that. I miss that gene. So, yeah, I, I kind of dig it, but I like doing it on the cheap. I'm not like, because I've looked at people that spend $1,000 on a pair of headphones. You know, that was my dad. Or, yeah, that was my dad. Or, <laughs> buy a, an amp for 500 bucks, and I'm more like, okay, I think 300's like my max, and I'm probably, that's probably like way more than either of you two. So, <laughs> on any sort of headphones, you know. Yeah, you're a bit of a headphone. Yeah, there was a there was a pair of black and white uh, like sound deadening earphones that my dad bought back in the '80s, and I think those were three hundred bucks, three or four hundred bucks. I mean, you you do the math for inflation. <laughs> I'll tell you how much the 
how much they were. They were very expensive. That that much I remember. There's there's I think there he bought two of those. So yeah, man. That might be a subject maybe we could talk further maybe with you guys out there too as far as how much you get into the audio section if you love your 5.1, 7.1, you know, THX, you know, Dolby Atmos, you know, all that business, you know. So let us know. Maybe we'll kind of spear a discussion on it. So Yeah, that yeah. might be a future main event. So all righty, folks. Well, our first talk topic on the docket, as always, is going to be the playlist. So, Joe, why don't you kick things off this week? What you been playing, man? Oh, man. It's been two weeks since we recorded, but basically a lot of the stuff I played was all within the last week on here. So, uh, first things off, I'm getting back into Borderlands. I fired up Borderlands 3 uh, and got it loaded and everything. Started the new character. I think me and Desmond played multiplayer for a minute. That was the night that I was like half awake, half asleep, and just tired from work and that kind of thing. So it was like, uh, as I played further on in the week, though, I'm kind of getting back in the mojo as far as Borderlands is concerned. So I'm getting, seeing this, a lot of the same beads as the prior games in the series on there. You know, it's I don't think it's really evolved too too much from Borderlands Two. I mean, you got a slide and you got a bump bump on there as far as what I've seen so far, but. Uh, you know, seeing it on the PS5 and running the super greatest mode and uh, being able to and do what I need to do, I'm kind of looking eager to see if if you're going to get back into it with me, Des, or uh, if Kevin, yeah. if you're going to pick it up, if necessarily. I know the game's super cheap; it's like ten bucks right now on sale at Best Buy, but the yeah, I've seen it as low as seven ninety nine. So, you know, it's something to where I think I'll probably get into this because I already have the season pass when I bought it initially last year. So. You know, it's You're something to wear. I think I am good to go on that. So, uh, also fired up Division Two and finally played the 60 frames per second mode on the PS5. And your eyes exploded out of your head. Actually, no, it was okay. But it, just the difference between the 30 frames and the 60 frames were just so drastic, in my opinion. And it's kind of you know, f- given the fact that it's a game that I played. The most in 2020 you know i was looking at my psn stats i think i had like uh, 300 hours plus uh in 2020 playing division two uh that uh you know just seeing the stark difference between the 30 frames a second of the prior gen and now the uh, 60 frames on the ps5 it's just it's that drastic in my opinion that i think if you two played as much as i did and saw the difference you'd kind of see the differences between uh, 30 frames to 60 frames. It's kind of stark in comparison. I almost compare, I would say I would rather play in 1080p 60 frames than 4K 30, you know, given the fact of what I've seen now with the Division 2. So, uh, but I, I've wound up finishing the Warlords uh, campaign. You know, I, if for whatever it was worth, it kind of killed the literally the spoiler alert the uh, storyline from division one with aaron keener so that's pretty much uh done and so uh you know i don't know how much further i'm going to really dabble with this i mean there is an ongoing storyline they did announce that they're going to continue with content later on this year i think the uh, latest content dropped that was supposed to happen like a week ago was supposed to be the last of it, uh, but they are going to go back to the well, I think, a little, one more time. And, and it's gotten other people excited that have played the game. So, you know, 
I don't know if that's exciting enough for you to double dip back in, uh, Des or not, but you know, probably not. not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, even though I enjoyed dabbling and getting back to it, it's the same old damn game. You know, it's like I open the Washington D.C. map up again. It's like, oh, the same old conflicts. You know, they're they're promising different you know loot drops and that kind of thing, and they open up the loot a little bit. Uh, I do want to try that tower mode um, as far as you're scaling the tower up to 100 floors. And I heard they made it a little bit easier because people were complaining that I was only saving every 10 floors. And, you know, it's like, come on. But if I'm like bashing up and I'm at floor 88 and I want to like go to bed, that's like, come on. So mm -hmm. I'm glad they rectified that. So also speaking of uh, games with the number two at the end, I played... Um, destiny 2 a little bit more on there so on the xbox series x and so i started a new character um i finished the cosmodrome campaign <laughs> you know we're at the beginning of the game this is the new beginning of destiny 2 and i am on my way to go to the tower to meet zavala for the first time wink wink nudge nudge so <laughs> uh you know it for what it is it's like good comfort food in my opinion i don't think it's enough uh, I'll have to see once I get further into the content uh, to see if this is something that I'm going to continue to play. I don't think either of you two are going to play, so mm -hmm. <laughs> not going to be a bearing to me. I think I'm just going to approach it like uh, playing story content, not playing any Crucible, not playing any Gambit, and just kind of take it for what it's worth. It's a free, not necessarily free, but it's part of Game Pass, and so it's there for me if, just in case I want to dip in every now and then so, yeah. so. Uh, they'll see me at outriders that's where i'll be agreed and i don't think bungie the way they're going they're not going to do destiny 3 uh, i would love if they just would just decide to just start fresh with a new um you know game versus keep uh, going to the well with destiny 2 on here i, th I think once they started to farm out portions of destiny 2 i think in the way you might as well just start with a new game and just be done with it, in my opinion, you know? You know it's mm -hmm. like I, there's certain sections I can't go to anymore. Titan, you know, I can't go to Mars, you know? It's just like uh, you're taking everything that was out of Destiny 2, what made it Destiny 2. And even though they slapped the Cosmodrome back in there, uh, they're not expanding it any further. I think at the end of Destiny 1, they had that additional section of the Cosmodrome where we were, like, doing a lot of... Uh, sparrow racing and we went to that one uh particular um, i think it was like a uh a public event where we kept repeating over and over for loot if you remember mm -hmm. that i forgot the name of that but we we were in it to win it back then you know with that destiny one mm -hmm. in the cosmodrome in that particular section they opened up like in the third or fourth season on that it's so. like the forge or something yeah the forge there you go Thank you for remembering. It's like my old man memory is not coming back. But yeah, they're like, no, they're not going to bring back the Forge at all. So, And they also said they're not bringing back any of the trials of Osiris or bringing back the, um, uh, what was the other thing that we played a lot? The uh, Forge mode. Um, oh, the, um, the that Horde mode thing? The, yeah. Uh, Prison of Elders. Yeah, they're not bringing back Prison Elders either. So. Oh, man, that was the best thing. That was the, one of the best things about Destiny outside of the main campaign. Oh, I know. You know, talking about all this now, I almost want to install Destiny 1 and just play that. You know, screw, screw, <laughs> screw Destiny 2. So <laughs> go back to all these places and, you know, it's like, you know, 
revisiting old gaming memories, but hey, c'est la vie. Uh, also playing another game with the number two at the end. I'm playing this game provided to me by uh, PlayAsia. Uh, it's Hebroxia 2 um, on the Xbox. And if you haven't heard about this game, I've, I've gotten to the first stage. I'm still playing it a little bit, but it's like a, a 16-bit, 8-bit styled shooter just imagine if you're playing gradius or life force <laughs> on a modern console but in the, that particular old school 8-bit style on there and what's unique about this game too is that you're able with the right analog stick to you know put your shoot in any direction so it, i think it almost brings almost a twin stick shooter aspect to it and you know i don't know if any of you two remember this game back in the day i'm talking about deep back in the day but it reminds me of a modern day version of vanguard if you remember vanguard oh yeah i remember vanguard yeah Great vanguard so do yeah i played in the arcade and also i had the 2600 version so you know because i remember the arcade version of vanguard you were able to because i had uh, two sticks, and you're able to um, aim with the second stick to be able to shoot in any direction, just like this game on here. So, and I, I just it gives me back in the feels. It's like I don't want a bullet hell shmup. I don't care about bullet hell shmups. To me, it, to me, after a while, I start getting freaking cross-eyed. <laughs> so I'm playing something. I think Ikaruga is probably like my like draw the line kind of barrier for shmups on there i even hate saying the word shmups but you know if you're getting into like the whole like you know uh bullet hell you know games mm -hmm. the cave games you know and it's like I, I give me some r type give me some gradius uh, give me some old school thunder force on the genesis you know i i, I definitely enjoy a side scrolling and or top down shmup uh but uh you know make it reasonable for god's sake you know 1941 42 great you know chef kiss you know so <laughs> that's where habroxia 2 is kind of uh fallen into so i would definitely uh, recommend checking it out if you haven't done so it's like 10 bucks i mean it's like it's not a low cost barrier to entry so also uh, dabbled, been dabbling back into Crash Bandicoot, uh, playing with the PS Plus uh, version of the Insane Trilogy on there, playing Crash Bandicoot 1, and just scratching that itch. And then uh, last but not least, uh, playing some Destruction All-Stars. It's one of the PlayStation Plus games for the month of February on that. And uh, I played a little bit. You know, I, I think some of the modes kind of are... You know, I should say not as fun as I imagined the on foot stuff. I know one mode I was having to go in and having to collect so many gems uh, and get so many boxes within a particular time limit. And uh, it's to earn skins and, and <laughs> shaders for some of the characters. And it's like, I don't know if I really care about doing this after, you know, mm -hmm. replaying these uh, fields you know this is this one particular mode which i don't remember the name of but you're just alone on in the uh, arena and you're basically having to grab these uh gems and or and knock out these boxes within a certain set amount of time uh the other modes of the game no it's it's fun i think it'd be a good uh you know game to play a game night with you know i think playing multiplayer would be cool I've only dabbled in the arcade mode so far. I know, Kev, you've been playing this too. Yeah, I, I mess with the arcade mode a little bit. Um, it's okay. I mean, it, I mean, it's not bleeding edge bad, but it's... I don't know. I was expecting this to be a lot more fun than it turned out to be. 
And I think the reason why I don't like it is because this game needs uh, weapons, like weapons on the cars. That I, I think that if it were, this would be like a vid, a new Vigilante Eight, in my opinion. That's what it should be. Uh, for those of you that remember that game way, way back in the day, um, but. Because there's no ranged weapons, there's no guns, no missiles, none of that stuff. You're basically just driving around these these arenas, and the arenas are interesting enough. But trying to trying to like you know smash into another moving car, and that's your only uh, that's your only offensive uh, tool, is kind of boring. Even with even with the different skills, they try. They, I mean, they gussy it up with. Um, you get, like, a hero you, you get car. out the yeah. You get your hero car when you get your meter up and all that stuff, and that's okay. But uh, when I think when I think car combat, I'm thinking like Twisted Metal, I'm Vigilante Eight, that type of thing. I'm not thinking uh, this, this could have been like, uh, you know, you throw a soccer ball in there and it could just be another version of, uh, uh, what was that? A rocket league. Yeah. Um, the modes, the, 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 the torn, the tornado mode. I didn't really like that one very much. Uh, the one where the, where the fields, where the parts of the arena disappeared, that one was okay. Uh, the only mode that I played that I really didn't mind too much was just melee, just like the 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 open every every man for himself type of deal. But you know, I you know, yeah, I I wouldn't mind playing this for a game night or something. But I don't really see me going out of my way to play this in the future. I'll probably play a little bit more. You know, it's something to where you know if it's a low barrier to entry, it's a free game with PS Plus. If I paid seventy bucks for this, I don't know if I would be. Happy. Yeah, I, I would be very <laughs> disappointed in my purchase. I would be very disappointed. But you know what? I, I give them props because they made this game look really fun. I mean, in 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 the in the promo cuts that they did, because you know, you know me, I despise anything Fortnite and even remotely looking like Fortnite. And them people look like Fortnite rejects and. Uh, all, all for all purposes, I should have dis, you know, I should have been wanting to avoid this game like the plague. But seeing the way, seeing the combat, and and seeing the action, what I perceive to be action, you know, it made me want to play it. You know, and I, you know, what I've dropped seventy on it, probably, you know, probably not. But I would have been like, you know, I'm, this is something I'm going to be on the lookout for a sale. Uh, and pick it up on the cheap but i'm definitely glad it's part of playstation plus uh so i it there was no you know e- immediate real real time out of pocket expense on it but i yeah. just didn't think it was all that fun uh i, I, I think it has possibility i think i'm gonna play around with this some more i mean i kind of you know it's it's kind of it has its toes in different poles but i think it needs to be more it's like you know, it's not really a, a like over the top destruction derby like game like Wreckfest. Uh, 
it mm. dabbles in it a little bit, but like you said, the the wrecking is like a little bit less emphasized because it's more about speed as well in this game mm. on there. And then obviously you're on the on foot portion seems like it's okay. I've gotten used to hijacking other cars and or sabotaging other cars. I don't know how deep you got into the on foot stuff, Kev, whether you I, dug it or not. I did a little bit. I didn't mind the on foot stuff. Um the on foot stuff, it, 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 there is a learning curve to it. I, I didn't think it was too bad. Yeah. But it's just like the 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 thing that drew me in was was the driving and the action that it, that looked like was going on with the driving. And I yeah. think if this thing had ranged weapons, it would be and and I guess you'd have to make a bigger arena for that. But if it had ranged weapons, I think it would be a much much funner experience uh, it would be the bomb diggity in my opinion i think add we- adding weapons on the top and maybe if they have a future expansion maybe they'll introduce weapons and then this will kind of like you know be the extra secret sauce ingredient on the top of this mm. thing you know uh whether i'm gonna i'm not gonna spend any money to open skins i could tell you that right now oh so. heck no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, and I have certain characters I do like. I, I forgot if is it Tiger King, Tiger Balm. I don't know what the hell the the one name. with the the one with Tony the Tiger Mask. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, his, yeah. his, his hero car has these uh, buzzsaw blades on there, and you basically could just use a button to sit there and destroy a car using the uh, buzzsaw blades on mm. there. So I almost wish they had a mode where I just was tooling around the hero car permanently because it would give me a more of a twisted metal vibe to it, I think. So, mm. so. also, uh, we played a little bit of Capcom Beat 'em Up Collection on there. That was fun. Mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've been. I'm on a mission to get all the trophies in the game, but uh, me, oh, Lord. Ca- me. Well, there's not that much. There's no platinum or anything with it. The, basically, all you have to do to earn all the trophies is to play every game online with friends and also beat every game offline. So, so there's like six games in the collection: uh, Final Fight, uh, Knights of the Round, uh, Warriors of Fate, which is probably the best game out of the collection, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, Captain Commando Battle Circuit, and I think there's also one more. Armored kinda... Core, Mech Mech Armor, or Mech Core, or something. Yeah, we ran, yeah. we drive, ran around a Mech. That's a, that's actually a pretty fun game, by the way. Yeah, it's one of the uh, more obscure ones uh, yeah. out of the collection, but it's just like Battle yeah. Circuit. Oof. Yeah. So, well, well, I'm gonna have to you know keep playing it. I think it's a good change of pace, you know, especially on a, a hard after a hard day of work. I just want to sit there and bang a button and beat up a bunch of dudes on there. Uh, when I play Warriors of Fate solo, I got kind of realized that there's some, you know, mechanics to it that actually bring out some of the, you know, battling a little bit more, you know, you know. So, as far as, you know doing some counters and that kind of thing. So, uh, I'll, hell, if it was up to me, uh, Capcom should make a AAA Warriors of Fate sequel or something. I would, yeah, if, if gladly pay 30, 40 bucks for that. So, yeah, that'd but, be cool. Yeah. Uh, that's basically all I've been playing. I've been playing a lot, but Kev, what else have you been playing, man? Uh, well, other than Destruction All Stars, I've been and Capcom beat them up because I joined you with that. Um, I've been playing more Fight and Rage, trying to finish out my um, uh, my ending grid. And I jumped into Resident Evil Seven primarily because of uh, 
the hype surrounding uh, Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil 8, whichever way you want to say it. And it's been it's been pretty fun. Um, I for whatever reason, I always intended to play seven. I wasn't I'm I was initially kind of turned off from the first person perspective. Um, I really wasn't ready to play a first person Resident Evil, uh, you know, but I understand why they did it. And I think for the aesthetic that they're good, they were going with, uh, you know, the way Resident Evil is now. I understand. I understand the. Um, I un- I understand why they did it. And uh, uh, Ethan Winters, I think this is his name. He's kind of a blank slate. So, for, as a character, I mean, he talks and he he interacts, but. I think they were going with like, you know, putting you trying to make, you know, you are Ethan Winters type of thing. I mean, you can't, there's no character customization thing to it or anything, but he's kind of a blank slate, almost like a Link in, in Zelda uh, in a way. Uh, not not exactly like that, but in a way. So I think it's he's designed to be generic enough to where you can see yourself in Ethan as you play, but not too generic so that he's just like a complete slate, if that makes any sense. So um, been having having a lot of fun with that. Some very, very hard, I don't know if hard is the right word, but uh, taxing boss fights, <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. Uh, I spent way too much time trying to kill the first dude, uh, <laughs> kill the first baker. Uh, man, he was a pain in my butt. Um, but I, I didn't, the, the thing about it is that I didn't stop having fun. It was just, you know, trying to figure out, figure out some of the things on, on, on how to, how to get around his attacks, which aren't hard to do, but the one thing that you that Capcom is definitely making sure you know is that Ethan is not a soldier, you know he's not trained in anything. He doesn't have these you know special skills, counter skills, and all this. Apparently, that's going to change in the sequel because he's got like block counters and whatnot that he can do in the sequel. So that that could be rather interesting. But uh, he he can't you know like you know last frame dodge anything <laughs> you know he's not a he's not he's not that type of dude and uh they make you they they force you to realize that both in the way you know the aiming works and the way he moves around he kind of moves around like you know a regular dude would uh you know and going up against these uh these this this funky situation i mean there's like some stealth parts but luckily stealth is is very loose because they don't i i've like walked right in front of the baker one of the bakers and they didn't see me so it it it's very loose with the with the with the stealth things in those sections thankfully but uh but yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much all i've been playing so uh des why don't you let the folks know what you've been gaming on yeah yeah sure so um 
actually started playing a lot more games. Um, I really started, I was just like, I need a break because like a lot of stuff with work and school and everything. So I really started to kind of dive back into games a lot more. Um, so some of the games that I started playing was I started playing Everspace, the first one. Um, and that was just because I started watching a lot of streamers uh, playing Everspace 2. And that game just looks really good. And so I started playing the first one. Although that's that's a completely different game. I mean, it has the same bones as Everspace Two, but that's a roguelite. And the next one is a is going to be an RPG, like a space RPG. But the controls are supposed to be dynamite. So I'm really um, looking forward to playing that when it comes out, uh, when it's released fully. All the stuff that I watched was early access um, footage that uh, that the streamers had had gotten gotten. And so it was just really, it's really good. Like I, I really was interested, and so I've been playing that because it's just a nice little game that you can play and and just kind of build your progression. Uh, because it's a roguelite, there really is there really is no consequence um, for for dying and whatnot, and and you can just um, build up your ships. So it's a good game, and if you haven't played it, you really should try it. I think it was free on PS Plus a long time ago. Um, I'm sure it's on um, Xbox Live and whatever, so definitely check it out. Um, I got back into the Outer Worlds. Um, I have no idea why. It was just a whim. Uh, wanted to play it. I got pretty far in the game, but never beat it. So I threw it back on, and um, it's been giving me this kind of really good RPG-like love that I had been missing um, from a game for a while. So that's been really fun. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play the, the Peril on Gorgon DLC. I'll see how far I get with this playthrough of the Outer Worlds, and we'll see what, what that, what that's about. You know, I don't really know <laughs> if I'm going to, you know, stick it out or anything, but, but it, it's been fun so far. Um, again, it's a first person view and I'm, I'm not really a fan of first person, but if the content is good, I will definitely stick it out and, and it's good. The content is good and the, the gunplay is fun and, and I've been enjoying it. Were they of a gameplay, you think? What was that? Were they of a game gameplay? Oh, definitely. Or... Definitely. Yeah. definitely. If you haven't played it, you should at least try it. You know, if you haven't played it, you might really enjoy it. It's really um it's a satirical look at like, you know, capitalism and and you know, patriotism for, for, for the corporations that kind of rule the galaxy. So and you're kind of this outlier, uh, trying to make sense of it all. So I think it's interesting. I think the concept is interesting, and and the voice acting is fantastic, um, and and how they sell it is is really good as well. So if you haven't played it, I really think you should. Uh, yes, we played the Capcom Beat 'Em Up Bundle, and that was really really fun to sit down with Joe and Kev and just beat games. Um, I like Knights of the Round, honestly. I think it's a fun game, <laughs> and but they're they're both much more into you know Warriors of Fate, and which is fine, you know. But I can't wait. To oh, play. I like Knights of the Round now. No, oh, Joe I was like, like yeah. Twisted. No, I like Joe was some like Knights of, some Knights of the Round. No, Joe was like, I was okay like, on no, it. this is an okay game, but the other game is better. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, like, okay, if you're yeah. gonna compare Knights of the Round and like maybe Dungeons and Dragons collection, the same thing from Capcom. I mean, there's no comparison between. The well, two of course they're, not. They're, they're two different. They're games. two different beasts, though. You know, so. Yeah. I'd, oh man, I wish they'd put that out. I thought they put it out on PS4, but it might be on just on PS3. I have to do some crack internet research over here. I thought that that they released a D and D version. I thought. They'd... I would love to play it if they were if they did. Like if you can find it, I'll play it. And I'll buy it. So. 
Um, so yeah, so the beat 'em up Capcom beat 'em up bundle was fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, again, it's just a good little time waster, you know. And then the and the and just I'm so happy that I don't have to put any quarters into anything this time around because I'd be broke. So yay <laughs> for the beat 'em up bundle. Um, and then Joe and I started playing Borderlands three, and I think we started playing Borderlands three. At least I did because we were looking for a game to play together, and and when we get together, it's like we, you know we, we usually play we usually play a, a multiplayer game, you know. So so we were looking for something to play, and I was like, hey, you know, let's play Borderlands. Or he said, or one of us said, play Borderlands three because I know he beat the second one. Have you beat all of them, Joe? Um, I have never finished the first one or the um, prequel. Pre-sequel. Pre-sequel. Yeah, okay. yeah, I have not beat either of those two so it might be something for me to go back to yeah but uh, yeah. borderlands 2 no i finished a couple times so yeah uh never beat any of them um i like borderlands 3 uh it is like joe was saying it's 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 back to the well same formula um there's a lot more i mean of course there's a lot more guns but um it's fun so far it's just borderlands i mean i don't know <laughs> like i'm not surprised that it's that it's you know, $10 right now or less than because they didn't really in- reinvent the wheel or anything with this. So it's just, it's just more, more, um, more of the same, so to speak. Um, and I really, you know, wish that Borderlands would definitely kind of um, break the mold, maybe, I don't know, um, or do something better with Borderlands 4. Um, with all the news of, you know, Gearbox being sold and, and stuff like that, I, I hope that it, that will, you know, you know, spur them into moving into a a, a newer type of a gameplay model. I I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I would like to see Borderlands Four just be slightly different than than what we have. Like keep the guns, keep the random random nature of it, but just just push it a little bit more. Um, maybe into a newer direction. Uh, maybe maybe a character creator. Um, you know, blow this shit wide open. Who knows. But but what what we've been playing right now, I have been enjoying. I went back. I started playing as uh, Flack. No, not Flack. You're Flack. You're playing Flack. And then yeah. um, I I think I did Flint. That's what I did. But then I didn't. But I but I went back and started playing Moz um, because I like running around in the mech and playing playing as the mech. So I read a couple of um, builds for 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 her and the and the Iron Bear, and it seems like fun. So. So okay. we'll see what happens. Um, I, I figure Joe and I will end up playing that game a little bit more. Uh, I'll try not to, you know, disappoint him and and go cold <laughs> on it. You know, that way he doesn't get sad and you know, and, and it's okay and, and he's not crying and you know, crying in the bathroom in the in the shower, sitting there like, no, why can't we just play Borderlands? So, damn you, that's, Desmond. It's not that serious. I, okay. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, you you make it serious sometimes. I'm just like, damn. Oh, I know. So, and then and then I have to give a special thanks uh, to our buddy John BT <laughs> because he was like he he really touched my heartstrings when he was said you know because when I was talking about my uh, my uh, um, my uh, my switch light. And he was like, you know, I was really liking, you know, Desmond talking about what he was playing. And so I was like, you know what? Let's see what I can do with this. And so I went through and I started looking at various different games that were on my Switch. And I found a couple that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, the first one, which was uh, Urban Flow. And this game sounds so silly. 
but it's actually not that bad. It's a it's a game in which you are you are literally controlling uh, uh, lights, like like traffic lights, and you're trying to get all the cars and stuff, um, all the cars and trucks and trains and everything going in in harmony. And if you don't, they crash into each other and and you kind of lose that level. And it's a time limit and you have to do it for a certain amount of time uh, before you're able to go on to the next level. And I got it for Paul originally because he likes he likes games like that where, where there's some kind of a puzzle element to it. But the game is actually really, really fun. And it's it, you think it would just be silly sitting there and changing lights back and forth. But you the music is great. You really get into this rhythm of just, you know, trying to to do the best that you can and not cause accidents. You know, it's very it's, it looks good, very low poly style, but it's just a fun game and it's only like 2 bucks. It was like $1.99 on sale. So I was like, cool. And I just put it on, you know, when I just need to chill or from sitting on the sitting on the toilet or something and I'm just like, "Hey, let's just change some lights." It's a lot of fun. Uh next game is uh Warlock. Uh Warlock of Firetop Mountain. Another super cheap game and it's a uh, it's a board game like game where you you are a figure, like a miniature, like one of those miniatures you'd play with like uh, Warhammer 40k or, or Dungeons and Dragons. And it's a really interesting fighting system because you're you're basically moving your piece up to um, up to this tower, basically. And you 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 encounter all these other um, monsters and it's a grid based movement. And what happens is you you move and then the monster moves and then you move and then the monsters move. But what you have to do is you have to predict where they're going, where the monster is going to move. That way you can move, not move in that direction, but you can attack in that direction and, and attack them. And they're trying to do the same thing to you. So it's just kind of like this, this really interesting chess uh, mechanic where, where if you move to the, you know, front, back, left or right, you want to see where they're going to move because if they move into the line that that where you're attacking because they always telegraph their moves and 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 you telegraph your moves so sometimes they will try to get around you or you try to get around them um there's a bit of strategy to it that I was not expecting and then same thing with um with uh with the type of character that you're playing because of course it's a role playing game so you get to play different characters but it's really this interesting sort of like chess game with Dungeons and Dragons, and you're trying to move your your person into the into the most optimum position to attack your foes and 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 conquer this battle. So it's really I don't know. There's something about it, and it's it's it, the graphics are really good. It was only like I think it was like two dollars as well. Um, really, really good game. Um, if if you're wanting something that's gonna test your ability to kind of have your spatial awareness of where you should go where you should move or if you should back up and stuff so it it had a lot of depth to it that i wasn't really expecting um um and then the next game was a uh, hand of fate 2 which is uh another really interesting game in that it's a uh, it's sort of like a choose your own adventure game you're, you're you play as you're sitting in this cottage with this with this masked wizard and he puts these these cards down on the ground, and you move your you move your your little pawn to the next card, and then and then a, a scenario happens, and then you have different options on how you're going to complete your scenario. So it's like a choose your own adventure type of situation, but whenever you have to fight someone, it turns into a brawler, 
a 3D brawler, which is really cool because then you like you attack your people. You have all these different moves that you can do. You have like parrying. You have dodges. Um, you have uh, straight attacks, and and it's just really it's just it's interesting because it turns into this from this you know top down sort of um, choose your own adventure, and then whenever you have to fight somebody, it turns into a 3D brawler, and it's just oh, and the, right on. Yeah, and then the action, the action is really cool, and it's really hard. That's the thing that, it's not really hard, but it's hard because they swarm you, and you have to parry and dodge um, really, really well, or move out of the way, because people will throw, like, Molotovs or spells at you. Um, but it's really interesting, and it's like, and you can create your own character, and you can decide how you want to do it, and you can change how you want to look, and it's all done based on this kind of cards type of type of situation but the thing that i was not that i was surprised about was it becomes this 3d brawler whenever you have to fight and so the outcome is is you having to try to fight these people and you can get and depending on your actions throughout you know the games and the cards you flip over you'll get new weapons you get new armor um it's just a really fun game like i find myself just spending hours thinking about like well do i want to go this route or do i want to go the other route and you can always go back to another route uh, if you need to get if you need to get stronger. Um, and so far that and so far I died, you know, during the first scenario because the game the game can be tough as nails if you're not paying attention. You can't just straight up hack and slash. You have to block. You have to you have to parry. You have to um, because when you parry, it knocks them back, and then you can you can swing. There's executions in the game which I didn't realize, uh, which is kind of crazy. So you can run up to people and just kind of like straight up stab them in the neck and wow. kick them off this bridge. Yeah, I was like, damn. So that sounds like something you might like, Kev. Possibly, I'm watching some footage of it right now, and you know the yeah. whole deck building kind of is like. Eh, no, no, there's no deck building. There's there's, there's no, no deck, deck building. building. No, no, no. There's no you like all of your all of your your weapons and stuff are displayed as cards, but oh, okay. but there there are no deck building. That's what that's what's so great about it. And whenever and it depends on what you want to do because you don't always have to fight. You can talk your way out of it and use diplomacy. You can you can buy your way out of it, or you can just straight up fight. And whenever you fight, it it goes into this loading screen where all the cards kind of go into this this kind of blue and red vortex, and then you're on the playing field, and then you basically go into this 3d action game I, I i don't know it but it's a really good game yeah it's also on playstation uh steam and uh yeah basically it's on other platforms as well so but it's definitely worth it i got it on sale for like 10 bucks you know so and if you can find seriously if you can find it on a steam sale steam sale for like five bucks i would say it's definitely worth it um it's a fun game um, and it's not janky at all. Like I was really like impressed by it. And then the last game that I played on my Switch was uh, Nowhere Profit. Now Nowhere Profit is a deck building game in which you, it's in the future. It's taking, it takes, I think it takes a bit of um, Arabic or Middle Eastern sort of um, mythology in which you're in the far future and and every and like there was a collapse or, or I think it was called the clash. And there's always a clash or collapse. And then you. Um, you you basically have to so you a, a, a satellite hits and you're this mech mech mechromancer or something and you can talk to machines or something and the machine tells you that there's this gives you this code because there's a locked door that you have to go to where this is like an oasis or something and so all the people kind of all the people who saw the satellite fall become your your posse and you become their prophet and then you have to basically run through to get to the um, 
the where the where the door is. And so as you're going through, you meet other other people, other bandits, other you know pilgrims, other people, and then you and then you have and then it's your deck building, and each of your followers is a type of card, quote unquote, that you lay onto your battlefield, and then you attack whoever whoever their their the leader of their gang is or whatever and you have a you have your your pilgrim deck which is or your your boss deck which is your deck that you can do to to affect the field and then you have another deck which is your which is your 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 um the followers deck and you can basically deploy them and they fight and stuff and so you basically direct where they're going to fight or you can attack the person outright um but because i play magic the gathering and stuff like that I know a little bit of the deck building aspect of it. Um, and it's cool because the cards are actually like people that are within your camp. So they can die and you won't be able to have that card anymore. You know, that if they, if they die in the first battle, you can use them in the second battle. But if they die in the second battle, they die in the second battle, you lose them for good. And you have different places where on the map where you can stop and, 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 um, and, uh, um, heal them. So if you ever played a game like Slay the Spire, it's heavily influenced by Slay the Spire, which is another really good game. So, um, because that's a whole another game genre, you know, that's yeah. coming out. It's like this deck building with, um, and I think Slay the Spire was was one that did that 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 really kind of like helped push it to the forefront. So, and it's a really good game too. Um, you just have to be ready what port you're in for, and it's a card battling game. And if you're not into card battlers, it might not like it too much because it might be kind of boring. Um, but I like it for the strategy element of it and how you deploy your your followers and how you're going to use your special cards to to affect the battlefield. So yeah, I actually I enjoy gonna... it. So. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's, I actually enjoy it. So you were going to say? Uh, would you recommend if someone's wanting to get into this genre, maybe Slay the Spire as being like the entry point to Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Slay, Slay the Spire would be a really good entry point for, 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 for how to play a game like this. Um uh all of the same all of the all of the fundamental things are pretty much the same. The only difference is in Slay the Spire, you're you're actually doing moves, like you're attacking people and your attacks are done by cards. This one is your you're, you're putting pawns on the battlefield, and then you can attack with the pawns. So it's slightly different, but okay. but, but the mechanics are pretty much the same. Um, you know, any I kind of deck builder is the same. Gotcha. Uh, you know, this game's on Games Pass. If you didn't know, and so it's like uh, I do have access to it, but I think I might you should get try one. It. Slay the Spire first, just to see as far as if I can get into. Uh, the well, cool that's the thing. Well, that's the thing, though. I don't think you should. I think you should try it on its own. Oh, really? Slay the Spire, well, because Slay the Spire is is a great game, but but it's it's it is different. You know, it's it's slightly oh, different depending on how you're gonna how you're going to um how you basically deploy your cards and how you and how you use your cards to to attack and fight. So that's the only thing that I would say is just is just you know play it on its own merit and okay. and just see how you how you like it. Um, it is a lot it, it's a lot slower than Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Is a is a much faster game to 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 get um, to get done um, with your it, with your matches. Is it in real time as far as the strategy elements, or is it turn based? At least? It's turn based. It's turn-based. okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Sometimes, see, especially with the uh, real time, it's like you know with the whole time aspect of it and having to react or play a card within a certain amount of time. I just <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it's all. 
Uh, most of these card games are 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 not going to force you to do anything, you know, relatively fast. Like you can you can definitely take your time with it and plan out your strategy. Gotcha. If, it, if it didn't, I'd be like, it, it would be a lot harder. <laughs> There's um, nothing like you could flip the table like in a magic match or anything like that. No, there is no flipping the table, <laughs> and there's no there's no real like you know scum. A save scumming or anything like that you know what happens is what happens but, <laughs> gotcha um, but yeah but that's pretty much all that i've been playing again uh, a lot of the games that i've been playing have been uh, at the end of the night uh once i've done my studying once i'm off of work and and i just kind of throw it in and and really just kind of sit down and and just take a load off so a lot of these games will allow you to do that because you can just save and 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 go forward and do what you want to do and then come back to it um later because like that's the cool thing about most of these games is you can just kind of save and pick up where you were just be done with it so that's that's one of the reasons why, why i really really enjoy it so awesome. but that's but that's me everybody okay just on the side before we go back uh dungeons and dragons chronicles of mysteria <laughs> is available on ps3 but it's also on xbox which you can play on your series x or s Ooh. on there and it's also on steam on there in fact right now it's on sale on steam for less than five bucks right now so what you're gonna say it was on stadia i was like what stadia no, Stadia is done deal, man. I think we talked about that. I don't know. I thought I thought Stadia I thought Stadia wasn't so much a done deal as it was as it was they were not making games for it, but they're still they're still they're not making games for it anymore, but they are still they still have like it, a it still experience. exists as a service, yeah. Yeah. At least for now, so so. <laughs> they Google basically gave it the Vita treatment, which means it's 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 getting ready to go. Just bye bye. Bye yeah, bye. They're not, yeah, we still have this platform out here, but we ain't supporting it anymore. Yeah. I, I forgot if, if, if we talked yeah. about that story on the show, but we yeah. did. We did, but I, that's why I was kind of like, you know, I thought that I thought that we were able to do a little bit more. But there's there's zombieing it up, but no, yeah, no D and D is not available. Dungeons and Dragons Chronicles of Mysterious is not on Stadia. Bye um, bye bye. Um. But, uh, oh, and last thing, I want to do a quick, uh, quick um, correction. So, as I said last time, so Sword of the Necromancer that is the same sex game. I didn't realize that. So, so you're you're a you're a girl trying to bring back your girlfriend. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't realize that at first. So, you know, it's uh, very interesting. But just just wanted to say a little correction because I think last time we were talking about it, I thought it was like you know, he's trying to bring back her boyfriend, uh, his boy, his, his girlfriend, but. And I I didn't really realize that, so just wanted to be correct. So yeah, so that's um, what I've been playing. Good deal. Yeah, that game is available uh, demo on Steam, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that last time, but I have it loaded. We'll see if it's a uh, you know, give it a shot. So cool. Okay, okay, so that's what we've been playing. So our next topic on our docket is going to be the main event. And as usual, I'm going to turn the mic over to Des. Des, why don't you let the folks know what's... Uh, they, we got some responses to it, so we'll let you take it away. Yeah, so so our main event this time, which, which I thought was really kind of kind of cool, was, um, was... I was thinking about 
when Joe and I would go to the arcade and then we'd play the two-player games long before, you know, back in the days, long, long before the internet, long before, you know, it was easy to, to, to plug, plug in, plug it in and, and just, you know, plug your, 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 um, uh, oh my God, I'm so old. I'm forgetting the name of it. When you, when you plug in the, your ethernet cable to the back of your system and, and you can play with the world. No, this is these, this old places you would go called arcades, you know, long time ago, very, very long time ago where, where kids would spend, you know, their parents' money, you know, for, for quarters. And if you found a really good, you know, honest arcade, you'd, they'd actually give you, you know, four quarters for a dollar instead of that bullshit tokens, you know, and you could actually reuse the money for something else, you know. I always hated that. <laughs> I always hated I, that. I was a Why fan you of get the tokens. I, was I like tokens. tokens. I was not a fan I, of tokens. I was no, like, come give on. me my money. I like the tokens. Because like some places, like I went to a couple of arcades that would give you sometimes five or six tokens for a dollar. Okay, yeah. well, that's different. So, that's I different. Mean, it, 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 it was, it, so, I mean, that was, I mean, none of the places I went to here in Fresno, but out of town, but... <laughs> The, yeah, there was a place. There was a place in L.A. that used to give you like six six tokens to the dollar. Okay, so those places were awesome, and I and yeah. I'm totally fine with that. But you remember those places you would go to, and they give you like three tokens for a dollar, and I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, I never went to any place like that. Yeah, uh, hail to the no. Yeah, that was oh. like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. or or you put a dollar in, and and you get you get four four tokens within the within the damn machines would be like would take two tokens I'm like what <laughs> why uh, I, I was always about the like you know i know usually most arcades were four tokens to a buck but they always had the if you put the five bucks in you get an extra like some mod tokens and i used to always do that so okay well well uh i brought up the arcades because that's going to lead into our next question but for this question uh, it was, uh, what is your favorite couch co-op two-player game of the ages? Uh, some great NES memories or something uh, more recent. Please let us know, and we will talk about it on the show. And, yeah, we got three responses. Uh, uh, two from Discord, one from Twitter. Thank you, everybody, who who's a part of our Twitter. I think, sorry, a part of our Discord. Thank you to everyone on Twitter You know who, who re, uh, retweets our stuff. So the first one was from uh, Will D on our Discord. He says, easy, Contra on NES, followed by TMNT, Turtles in Time, yes, on the SNES, followed by Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Genesis. All well, all three of those games are amazing. Um, I would definitely have to say those were, those were yes, by far uh, Contra with the Contra code. Uh, Turtles in Time was much better than the first Turtles game, which was just a nightmare. Um, and then Sonic the Hedgehog 2. All those games I've played. Um, and I think I've actually beat Turtles. I don't think I beat Sonic 2. Um, what about you guys? I beat Turtles in Time. Yeah, I, I used to love that game. I, w- I wish I still had my copy. I don't, unfortunately. Yeah, no, Turtles in Time, yeah. It was good stuff. I don't know if I played a lot of like co-op with friends though on it though you know but uh, once yeah I it once with some with somebody i can't remember if it, it might have been might have been damon yeah i mean yeah, i, yeah, I, yeah. I, I played it quite a bit in the arcade co-op i could tell you that yeah uh, mm-hmm. home no yeah yeah i played it yeah with the uh, on the giant in the giant uh arcade where there was four with four yeah. sticks love those yeah. games yeah Fantastic. the old old school konami cabinet the same one they used for Simpsons X-Men. and X-Men, basically. Yep. So, yeah. 
Fantastic. Um, I would love to buy one of those too. Like, I would love to buy the old X Men. I'd find a place for it in my house. Arcade One Up has uh, the X Men coming out that version. So, oh, maybe. Uh, John B T says, "Who was a who was a guest on our last show? Thank you, John." Uh, says, "So many hours of Contra, another Contra fan." Uh, but there were some other gems like Gradius and later Metal Slug, both really good games. But the ones that I really loved were a Dungeon Explorer on TurboGrafx and Bomberman. Better with four, but still great with two. I remember Joe and I playing a lot of Bomberman together. Um, and just him getting angry when we blowing his ass up. <laughs> he got angry a lot when we were younger. He's mellowed out so much more. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I can get into some Italian flare-ups every now and yeah, then. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it's those brand muffins that keep him regular, so it's great. That's uh, great. It's great. Yes. Saturn Bomberman, we tried, like, because you could play up to six with that, and then they had the widescreen uh, where you could play up to ten, and we tried the ten, but it's, like, uh, at the time, it just was too, like, way out but it would look perfect now with these modern tvs oh my god kind of imagine playing that now on your on your what is it your 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 80 inch tv because he's old his eyes can't see something that's be big so anyway but you do imagine <laughs> playing on that big ass screen a 10 10 way bomberman that would be amazing well i'd have to have 10 people over first but you know well after covid is over you know yes after COVID. yeah uh uh, kudos to John on Dungeon Explorer. That game was the bomb on Turbo Graphics. I don't know. I don't remember. Guys... It. I remember um, it. it was a like gauntlet type, you know, basically. But because of the turbo tap, you could play up to four players on it, and um, it's quite good. It's quite good. So, cool. uh, and then last but certainly not least is our friend uh, and yours, Double F twenty eighteen, Mister Fred French. On Twitter says Super Smash TV. Now that was a great game. Still is a great game. I played that a lot with Joe in the arcade. Um, I would play it for hours with my wife. We had a lot of fun. Big money, big prizes. I loved it. Yes. Uh, Smash TV. What was the one? Was it Carnage TV or something? Was the sequel or something? Uh, no, nah, it's Total Carnage. Total, Total Carnage, Carnage was the other one. Yes. yes. Crap. Then uh, for whatever reason, they went with THQ. To do the SNES version, and it was other freaking garbage. Acclaim yeah, actually did a great job with bringing that game to the SNES, and so it was crap. It was, it was crap. Yeah, but the arcade version of Total Carnage I loved, but it was a quarter token Slayer. It sucked yeah. it up like no nothing other. Yeah, it was like a Dyson just. <laughs> Seriously, and the, and the, the the sad thing about it is you could never number one you never had enough tokens, number one or quarters, and number two, if if you died and your buddy was was die, dead and didn't have anything, you never made it back to the to to the quarter machine to get quarters and made it back before your time was up. You all. <laughs> I hate it. Once I got the home version, I was trying to get good and I wound up uh, trying to get to what they call the Pleasure Dome because that's like yes. the end game yeah. in that game. And I remember getting there once or twice and just like getting my ass mauled, basically. <laughs> both really good games. Uh, both really good games. So thank you, everybody, for, for responding. For me, uh, I'd have to say, and I, I don't know why, but this game just... There was just something about the game and the way the ships looked and the way that it played was uh, Life Force. I 
loved that game. Um, two player, like me and my friend Patrick would play the crap out of that game. I don't know what it was. We'd put in the Konami code and we would just play that game for hours and I beat it a whole bunch of times, but that was my two player experience that I absolutely loved. It was science fiction. -y. It was like the ships looked great. The red and the blue ship. I don't know what it was, but that game just, just spoke to me. Um, that, get, that, uh, you could get it for modern consoles. Now they have uh, on the arcade archive series. So, Chew your food, Joe. Chew your food. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I actually enjoyed it. Like, I just love that game. That That is one of my two-player games. And playing with Patrick, that just really, really just made it just so much fun for me. Uh, what are a couple of two-player games that you guys really enjoy? Um, well, for me, I'm going to... I'm going to most of mine are going to be beat-em-ups. Beat and yeah. I had to really think long and hard... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Super Double Dragon for SNES. Great game. Um, yeah, me and my friend Damien used to play that all the time. Uh, I'm also gonna go with Guardian Heroes on the Saturn, Ooh. which is probably one of it's in my top five favorite Saturn games of all time. That that game was just it it, it was a beat 'em up with that that used the uh, the lane system. Which there were different, you know, foreground, midground, background type of thing, and your enemies would be on one of those several several lanes, and it was almost like a two D fighting game in the way you executed your moves. But I mean, you could pile up the combos in that. And uh, the neat thing about the game was that there was this undead warrior that was on your side, and uh, you could kind of sort of control it not not directly but it would do you could either put them in attack mode or defend mode if, if i'm remembering correctly and sometimes he would do these attacks that would literally set up a, a boss or a difficult enemy for like massive damage uh from a combo combo string that you were doing so a lot of fun with that um I'm going to say uh, there was another I, know, I was about to say another game, but I can't remember it. But uh, I'm going to say Life Force as well. Um, I didn't I think I played Life Force with uh, I want to it might have with someone. It might have been Fred, might have been either Fred or Damon. Um, and, you know, putting in the Konami code, but there was also a code that got you the weapons too, the weapon upgrades. I can't remember what that was, but we used that because <laughs> getting getting a good upgrade and filled out and then dying was and starting out with a little pea shooter was very frustrating. So we used we played that. Um, and I was trying to think if there was another one uh, that I'm trying to trying to remember. What was the one? Mind, but... What was the one? I think it was uh, for, Forgotten Forgotten Planet, Forgotten Planets, where you were no, the black no, guy you, in the... Forgotten Worlds, sir. Forgotten, forgotten Worlds. Worlds. Mm, yeah, yes. the black guy and the white guy look like look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, or sorry, Dolph Lundgren and Carl Weathers or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah, from like Rocky Four, and you're just spinning around shooting, and, and you go into the shop. And that was another really good game too. And they then the. Are... I think the last one I'll mention is Pirates of Dark Water, for, oh, okay. also for the SNES. 
Yeah, which was a straight up rip of Final Fight, but it was it was actually good and it followed the story of Pirates of Dark Water. Uh bonus points for those old enough to remember that cartoon. Uh back when cartoons were good. Uh, it was it was really it was really fun. Very long game, but 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 also a whole lot of fun. So those are those are my selections. All right, Joe, what you got, buddy? Uh, for me, thinking back and trying to remember, well, f- you, you got to mention combat on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. You got to mention combat. <laughs> I, just, I never had combat. I didn't have a Twenty Six Hundred. I had a Twenty Six Hundred. Yeah, and that was like I was trying to think back in the day as far as if there was any two-player like games. We'd go back and forth, and definitely combat was up there. I remember playing a lot of. Uh, Atari video pinball with my mom, but we used to alternate. This is back in the day when they used to, you know, you have to wait your turn, but you were able to play uh, two players alternate versus simultaneously. So, uh, but SNES or NES days, I, you know, I'm going to kind of try to take it back. I remember going over to friends' houses, especially when I was in high school, because that's when the NES was out. That's how old I am. But <laughs> um, playing a S ton, a shit ton of Ikari Warriors and Iron oh. Tank, both S and K joints on there. Maybe even mm-hmm. Guerrilla War, but not as much on there. So, so I, you know, I, I definitely loved like the old uh, Commando game from Capcom, but that was not single player. But Ikari Warriors brought it back with that, both the arcade version of Ikari Warriors and the NES version, and then uh, also Iron Tank, which you know to me is like a uh, hidden classic in my opinion i mean i just took the tank sections of uh of akari warriors basically and just made that the entire game to me that was awesome it's like you know i always enjoyed video game tanks even playing frontline back in the day in the arcade too so mm-hmm. on there um as far as konami i'm gonna kind of go and go sideways to mention uh the uh wonderful jeep game name uh jackal i don't know if you guys oh, remember, remember Jack- jackal. oh yeah i remember jackal Jackal was the the goods. I used to love playing that game. And that was a two-player, like, overhead shooter where you're able to, you know, obviously do your thing. Rescue POWs. Yeah, you got it. You got it. And then also, too, from Capcom, Legendary Wings. I don't know if you guys remember this one, but that was a Mm -hmm. top-down shooter with the uh, Greek mythological, like, you know, you were basically a guy with wings on there, kind of like Icarus or something, you know, just flying around and shooting. But uh, Legendary Wings. Those were great. And then arcade wise, maybe 16 bit era too. Um, Mercs. Man, I love Mercs in the arcade, man. I could tell you, you know, that was a Capcom classic, but that had the, instead of having a horizontal monitor, it had a vertical monitor, and it was like a three player, like, sequel to Commando, which was just like the goods on there. And then also in the arcade too, during that time, um, I remember playing a lot of Magic Sword. Magic Sword from Capcom is just like, you know, it was like back in 1990, that was like the chef kiss to me. It kind of was comparable to Black Tiger, if you remember Black Tiger. But yep. brought, oh, yeah, I love Black Tiger. But it brought Black Tiger to like a two-player kind of component. And then also too, and this is going to go to arcades uh, a little later on, uh, Kadash. I don't know if either of you two played that Kadash. one. Kadash doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah, it's a Taito game, but it was released on Turbo Graphics. But it was like a side-scrolling like D and D game, and uh, at 
festival game palace they had uh where you had to play multiplayer but you were playing at the same time but they had the cabinets linked on there yeah, so and they had to like the where you could have up the four cabinets linked to each other to play a four player multiplayer session Remember of it that. but yeah it, it, it's kind of a if you can imagine a multiplayer rastan with different character classes so <laughs> that's how i would compare it you know so so those those are probably my my good good ones to mention on there. As far as beat 'em ups, of course, you know, Capcom beat 'em up collections, they're Warriors of Fate, of course. You know, I we had that at uh, at Neon Arcade you know, back in the day, so I actually got to play it in the arcade. You know, mm-hmm. at one of our old haunts on there, so I definitely. Is that festival war- too? Oh, was that festival? I didn't even yeah. I don't remember. God. Yeah, yeah, that's where me and Fred used to play over at festival deal and of course metal slugs always good and uh god what was that there shock trippers too that uh neo geo like side scroller army game so yeah I, I could probably go on for hours you know a heavy barrel too heavy barrel oh my god yeah i remember heavy some, barrel. yeah that's data east man so but uh that's pretty much it for me before i go deeper in the well so bad dudes yeah. bad, bad dudes, dudes. <laughs> yeah there was bad dudes, and there was another one that were like these, like it was like uh, super spy. No, it was uh, it was like bad dudes, like two D beat 'em up with with two players, but they were like cartoonized Mad Max characters. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I think that one was also by Data East, if I'm not mistaken. It's two crude, yeah, two crude dudes. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, me yeah. and Nick and Dom, we were playing that. Uh, on the retro pie not too long ago yeah two crude dudes are just like fun as hell too mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. two crude dudes <laughs> that that takes to like the like more obscure <laughs> like you know arcade beat-em-ups you know like 88th street and mm-hmm. some other you know crappy stuff like rival turf that you still play because it was two-player game and it was still good but at the same time you know not as good as some of the capcom stuff so but you had to play with your buddies though you know you had to play it yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, we didn't, but you did. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, it just sounds like you guys have a lot of uh, of stuff that you were enjoying. So I'm glad to hear that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So thank you everybody for taking the time to fill to 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 send in your thoughts. Uh, so the next question for next week, and this is this was really talking about uh, when I brought up arcades earlier, is we want to hear your most favorite arcade stories. You know, um, I know we've talked about like the, the, the uh, meeting Joe, uh, me meeting Joe, you know, at at the arcade and and you know pumping him full of quarter, you know, having him pump quarters in. So. Uh, but we want to hear your uh, favorite arcade stories, you know, um, from when you went to a local arcade on like a Friday night or a weekend or something. Maybe maybe playing with your little brother, or little sister or or just, you know, how you how you were playing a fighting game and, and you were on it for like for like an hour or something. Just people people, you know, coming in just to get beaten up. So just so just let us know, you know your favorite arcade stories we'd love to we would love to hear it love to talk about it and just kind of reminisce on those on those fun fun days when we didn't have mortgages and stuff like that so mm. <laughs> mm. so 
So uh, please, uh, you can always contact us on Twitter. You can contact us on on um, uh, join our Discord. And at the end of the show, Kevin will definitely let you know how you can do that. So thank you again for taking the time. And uh, it's back to you, Kev. All right. So now it's time to transition to our news section. So Trader Joe, let the folks know what's been going on in the gaming industry lately. And thanks for that, Kev. Yeah, pretty much uh, I have a lot of like little tidbit news, uh, betas, and the game announcements. So first one on the docket I want to talk about is about um, Arc System Works Guilty Gear Strive. And so um, they are starting their open beta on February 19th on there. And if you purchase the digital version of the game, you'll be able to get access to it two days later uh, or two days earlier, I should say, on February 17th on there. The open beta was, it's going to run to February 21st. And then during the test, players will have access to 13 characters on there. But there's a couple um. characters that will not be playable. Uh, available modes will include versus, tutorial, training, and network. And you'll also be able to play the single player portion against the AI or play online matches against others on there. Um, the save data will not be carried over to the full game, but uh, a PlayStation Plus. Uh, subscription is not required to partake on there. So this is going to be on uh, the PlayStation platform, uh, just to let you know on this thing. So, and we'll have to take a look at this because we've been, this has been kind of years in the making. I remember when they unveiled it at Evo, when we were at Evo in uh, 2019. And, uh, you know, I'm really anxious to see how this kind of turns up. Is this like going to be the next fighting game you think, Kev, that you're going to be into, you think? I keep saying that, and I wind up buying them and never get around to playing them. But I'll say yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because... I, I have it pre-ordered too. It's just, uh, it's like I, I'm gonna definitely. If I don't dive into this uh, open beta, kind of tells me where I'm at as far as my commitment to, you know, playing this. Because especially buying a fighting game, it's like if you don't play it right away or you don't get into the thing, you wind up. It's like season two, season three, and you haven't played it yet. It's like you know, it's almost like getting on a train that's already left the, off the station basically because other mm-hmm. players have, have been playing since the launch you know so so yeah it's something i'm eager to see i have not played the arc system works game in a while i mean i would love to maybe play uh <laughs> um god what's the i can't even think of the name of the game that i ha- bought and haven't played yet you could probably guilty gears of- no, not Guilty Gears. Um, oh, you're talking about the the one based on that mobile game? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Grand Blue versus Grand yeah, Blue Grand Fantasy Blue versus, versus. Yeah, yeah. It's the last Arc System Works I bought, and it's like literally have not <laughs> have it installed. I'm same ready to go. boat. I'm same yep. boat. Same boat. <laughs> maybe me and you need to talk, Kevin. I, I know. Just like commit to a time, maybe we could go scrub sport it up and. <laughs> I know, uh, I know. It's like that in uh, in Dragon Ball Fighters, which is like I've been I've just been, if I'm not looking up stuff on uh, uh, how to get stuff set up uh, on, on the little project I'm working on, I'm watching Dragon Ball Fighters videos and tutorials, and it's like I want to play, but I whenever I sit down, it's always late at night, and my reflexes are not sharp enough late at night to really <laughs> commit to. A fighting game, so it's like, yeah, 
I, I just need to come over like back in the day when we used to have a Friday night fight and have you scrub me up that way get some practice in or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, mm-hmm. are you interested in this at all, Des? Or fighting games are like you know, eh. I mean, I think it'd be great to watch Kev scrub you up a bit. That'd be kind of funny, but you know, other than that, nah, I'm pretty good. I'm good. You know, another game I'm kind of fighting game I'm interested in, and I might see if I could grab onto is I know Samurai Shodown has a Series X and S update coming up pretty soon. So on there, and uh, but I've heard that literally no one plays on Xbox, so it's like whether I just want to play single player and still enjoy it there, or just say screw it and just play it on the playstation and just leave it at that but that's a whole other thing uh, to discuss but all right next thing uh ratchet and clank rift apart a lot of people have been waiting for sony to finally state when they're going to release this thing so it's going to launch on the playstation 5 on june 11th on here so and it's going to retail for a hot 69.99 sony's staying consistent with their price point on there so but uh it's not coming out for the playstation 4 there is no um down res of this game for the prior generation platform on there so and uh basically we'll see once this does come out in june i'm pretty excited i think it's a perfect summer game in my opinion Mm -hmm. on there um if you do pre-order it uh, you do get a couple of uh additional armors one from uh, ratchet and clank going commando and then also a pixelizer weapon uh from ratchet and clank the remake on there uh, obviously uh, updated visually for the ps5 version of the game on there they all also have a digital deluxe edition of the game uh for 79.99 for an additional 10 bucks on there but you get additional five armor sets uh, 20 Raritarium, which should give you a head start on upgrading your weapons. A sticker pack uh, to use for the photo mode. I guess it's the first time Ratchet and Clank has a photo mode and a digital art book and a digital soundtrack. They really want you to go digital, I guess. So mm. <laughs> they want their money directly. They don't want to have to give retail a cut there. So um, there is a physical launch edition of the game, though. The launch edition will have the unlocks I talked about before on there. And, uh, you know, I. Well, to see, I mean, I, I wish in a way they would have released like more of a collector's edition for this physically instead of just having the standard. But uh, what's your guys' thoughts? There, day one? Oh, yeah, it's a day one for me, for sure. I mean, I'll definitely see what you guys are up to with it and then go from there. Oh, you're still trying to score a PS5, so, you know. Yep, that's why I'm kind of like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Not like you can start buying games for a system you don't have. I mean, I think right? by June. That's why I'm kind of like, I'll see what you guys, you know, because who knows? I mean, you guys might get it and not like it, and then I don't have to worry about it. Yay. Oh, but. I doubt. From what I've seen, I doubt that seriously. It, it, it It's just building on what made the other Ratchet & Clank's game so good. Uh, well, boo. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> talked about your... Um, kind of trials and tribulations. We tried to go with PS Direct uh, on Thursday, this past Thursday, and Des I think had two queues open. I had one queue open, at, and yeah, we we're just big old fat goose egg on there. So yeah, they're like, "Sorry, try again." I'm like, "Ugh." <laughs> like, sure, whatever. I'm keeping an eye out for <laughs> it. <laughs> whatever. 
I, I do want to secure it for you because <sighs> if I use my PlayStation card, my Visa card, I get get a hot like you know reward for it. So. Oh, and I also that. get you also get you a PS5 yeah. that you yeah, want awesome. and desire. So. Yeah, yeah, Joe. Thanks, buddy. No problem. I'm here for you, Ben. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next news item. Uh, if you didn't know it, Akiba's Trip is getting a 10th anniversary uh, edition launched on the PS4. So this game initially came out. Uh, back in, I believe it was originally a PSP game and then got ported over to Vita and PS4, got released at the beginning of the PS4 cycle. But uh, Xseed has, uh, to celebrate the 10th anniversary of this game, is releasing Akiba's Trip Hellbound and Debriefed on there. And it'll be out on uh, May the 20th for PlayStation 4. And they're also bringing it out for Switch on there. So if you had fond memories of the prior Akiba strip on there. Uh, you should be able to pick this up. Um, it's going to be uh, $39.99 digital, but if you pick up the physical for $49.99, you get both a physical copy of the game and an art book with 60 pages and some illustrations from um, both games on there and also a two-disc soundtrack containing 47 tracks. Oh, boy. Bump that in your car on there. So, but uh, uh, Kev, what's your thoughts on this? Because I know out of the three of us, you've played to keep a strip quite a bit. I mean, it's in my backlog. I've dabbled with it, but I haven't really played it too much. So, it's really fun. It is uh, one of the most unusual uh, brawler mechanics that you'll find in a beat 'em up because at, at its at its core, it's a beat 'em up. Yeah, uh, you. You you strip the clothes off of people in order to defeat them, and, wow. and it, yeah, it, and it's funny because the the people in uh, um, Akihabara, I think it's where it ta- I want to say it takes place in, are uh, turning into vampires, and the way the only way now there are vampires that can walk around during the day, but the only way to fully take them to to take the get the you know miasma off of them is just is to yank off their clothes so your character has this ability once he's beaten the crap out of them put them in a stun state he can like yank off yank off the people's clothes and then they fall over then the miasma disperses and then they run off you know not knowing what happened because it you know you're not killing anybody you're just they're just overcome by this evil power that's taken over uh, Akihabara. So it, <laughs> once you and it was funny is that once you build up your meter, it's like you can like combo strip <laughs> people's <laughs> clothes off. <laughs> like um, like you like okay. you'll run up to somebody, shank, and, and the way they do it, the, the animation of it is, is very, you know, it's straight up, you know, anime style. You know, and, and is it is it's, it's freaking hilarious. That's really what it is. It's uh, um, it's a, it's got multiple endings. Um, there is kind of they kind of like it's kind of like they tried to go for a like a persona, you know, uh, character interaction thing slash uh, dating thing, but it is not really all that well fleshed out. But the core of the game. Uh, is very is very enjoyable enjoyable. So I'll probably be wanting to picking this up at some point. 
Yeah, if you want the first game just to kind of see what the... Because um, the first game's called Akiba Strip Undead and Undressed. Mm. On there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to... Yikes. That's all good. Yeah, and it's on PlayStation now. Uh, like I'm looking right now, it's on Steam for ten bucks. I mean, so if you really want to check out the original version of this game and pretty much get the gist of it without paying the fifty bucks in point of entry, you should be able to you know check it out on the cheap on there and be able to see uh, how good or you know, if it's uh, something that you want to pick up all the physical goodies for on that. So. But next game I want to talk about is a game that I own and I think Desmond's also played and uh, some kind of surprise that uh, they are releasing a uh, enhanced edition of and that game would be Yonder, the Cloudcatcher Chronicles. Uh, they are releasing an enhanced edition for the PS5 in May on there. Uh, the PS5 version will feature DualSense wireless haptic feedback and speaker support. Uh, 4K resolution and 60 frames per second, that wonderful 60 frames on there. But the PS5 version will be at retail for $49.99 for Yonder. Also, the Switch version of Yonder will also get a refresh signature edition release for $49.99 as well on there. So, And if you haven't known about Yonder, Yonder basically is like kind of a... A game where you have no protagonist to fight against. You're just on an island crafting, farming, cooking, fishing, and brewing relationship-wise, you know, uh, hanging out with the locals and so on and so forth. I know, Des, you've played this, and you could probably add to the story to be able to see whether the 50 buck price tag is worth it in this case. It is not worth it. (laughs) Unequivocally not worth it. Do not buy it. Sorry. Just do not buy it. Is not worth it. No. Um, again, if you like, if you like a a game where you run around and do nothing, then it could be for you. But no, it is not. No, it is not worth it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Aren't they all? Aren't they already playing Animal Crossing though? If that's what you uh, no, no, no. Animal Crossing has a little bit more meat to it. I mean, this game, like you're. I don't know. I, I was really happy for it. I pre-ordered it. I went through it, but it's just boring. There's just nothing to do in it. That was the thing that really just kind of made me made me sad about it was there was just nothing to do with it. It's like you just couldn't do anything with it. You know, I, like you just ran around and that was pretty much it. Like I was just I like I, I was just craving more to do. Um is really what it came down to. Um, like I'd run around and I'd help certain people, and it, it, it's like one of those games that's kind of like a that all it, it it's like my time in Pretoria or those games. But the difference yeah. is those games have some kind of an action element to it, and this game has none of that. Unless unless they've actually added to the first time since since the time that I've played it, but it just no 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 action elements whatsoever. Uh, so no, it it just just it just did not sit well with me um but hey um i don't think it's worth it but if you you know want to try it out and and try to you know do something with it by all means but for me and having it be for it wasn't it wasn't that much when it came out that's the thing that, no, that kills no me, not at all know? yeah it's like 50 bucks it's a physical edition mind you but still i mean 
Uh, I picked it up on the cheap. It's in my backlog for PS4. I have a physical copy of it, but I never fired it up. But yeah. I mean, I tried, to, people... and I tried to play it for a while too. Like I, I sat down with it and 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 really sat down and and played it and and tried to understand what was going on. But I just got super bored with it, like super yeah. bored. And I was just like, okay, and this is the gameplay. Mm. Yeah, but... someone commented in the news article at least. Uh, very relaxing to explore its world over. Although I got a bit bored at some point, you know, basically yeah. commenting. So. That's exactly it. Like that's it. That is exactly it in a nutshell. It's like there's just nothing more to the game. So you literally just kind of, you know, probably. Sit there. I don't know. Probably better off checking out the new Stardew Valley patch and just leave it at that. So yeah, I would think Stardew Valley is a much a much better game if you're going to uh, play anything like that. A game like that, Stardew Valley is just much better. Okay, and uh, too bad about Yonder. We'll have to see when that does come out. But uh, we have another uh, game that got an announcement, and it's pretty much something that everyone kind of knew about, but they just didn't uh, unveil the details. And so Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, uh, got uh, a blowout as far as the um, next-gen versions on here. So basically, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, is coming to PS5, Xbox Series consoles, and Switch on March the 12th. It'll be later on PC in 2021. It'll be on Battle.net because, you know, it's Activision and Blizzard on there. You know, I can imagine, like, playing Crash Bandicoot 4 and then going and playing some StarCraft or something. But, yeah, it is what it is on that, so... But uh, if you do own a copy of Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time uh, for the PS4 or Xbox One. You do get your next-gen upgrade for free for no additional cost, except for Japan for some reason. So poor Japanese, but oh well. And your save data will also be able to be carried over. And then the game will run in 4K resolution at 60 frames a second. Oh, boy. Oh boy. On PS5 and Xbox Series X and and. If you have a lowly Xbox Series S, it will upscale to 4K on there. And also feature quicker load times and 3D audio on there. So and the PS5 version will have the DualSense controller uh, haptic feedback on the triggers on there. So I think that's where I'm going to go, at least on this. And they're also going to have the um, PlayStation 5's like, uh, activity card feature in the OS as far as... Uh, achievements and, and as far as hints for uh, earning those achievements so that's always a good thing so you know looking at these multi-plats and and trying to take a look at differences you know if it's something to where if a, a developer like toys for bob are going to offer haptic feedback i'm just going to go for the ps5 version versus the series x version no matter what you know i don't know how you guys feel about comparing versions i know you don't have a series x yet Kev, but you know, what would you kind of make your value proposition if when once you do have it? So, um, the haptics are a game changer. You know, I is I I think I said this before, but I mean everybody was talking about how the 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 real the true next gen feature of these console of the, of, of the PS five. I mean, aside from its SSD is it's, is the controller. And, you know, you hear that and you hear that from a lot of people and it's like, well, you know, that I'm encouraged by that, but you're not really going to know until you actually start using the product. And once I got my hands on it, 
it it it's it's no joke. It, it really is no joke. I mean, just like mid Miles Morales, the uh, the haptic feedback in you know, when you shoot your webs, whether you're web swinging through Manhattan or Harlem or uh, or when you're actually in combat, the rumble that you get not just from being hit, but when your fists impact on somebody, it 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 changes it changes the way you interact with the game. I mean, it it's not just straight up rumble that was in the DualShock Four, which I thought was you know you know it was it was perfectly fine and and serviceable, but this takes it you know a step above. So you know, for me, the the haptic feedback is going to be a a, a major decision maker. Yeah. It's going to be a, a major decision maker. You know, even if even if I had like the, you know, top of the line, you know, AMD 6900 XT 3090 RTX powered PC. Yeah. It's if if it, if the if the haptics are not fully utilized, it, I mean, it changes something. I mean, for me, it does, you know, for, for other people, it may not be that big of a deal. You know, and I've heard some people, they either try to tone it down or turn the feature off because they don't like it. But yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's definitely something to take into consideration. Yeah. And as far you know, I don't know how it's going to change Crash Bandicoot per se, but I don't know if any of you two, you know, get to get back to the, are interested in checking out Crash 4 or not. So Probably well, not. I mean, I mean, you probably wouldn't think that in a game like you know, wrote Rob's World or you know that that Astros that free Playroom. Astros Playroom, the one that yeah. comes with, comes with the PS5. You know how much can how much can that really add to such a simple game? But you know, I, I still haven't played it yet. But everybody that has reviewed that game says that the haptics are are oh, yeah. the game. You they're know. the they're the bomb, yeah. No, I've, I've what I've played of it, and uh, I definitely say that that game pretty much is like a love letter to the um, Dual Sense, basically. So, and I definitely recommend if you get some time to go through it at least. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a quick game to play through. As far as Crash Four, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it, but it's something to where it's like I got the Insane Trilogy to play on my PS Plus on the PS5, so I was probably going to dabble with that and try to get this on the cheap during Black Friday and or check it out from the library, so we'll see on there. Maybe if I enjoy an Insane Trilogy enough. I think it's good that there's options for people out there that want to play more games like this and Ratchet and Clank on the PS5 on there, and then it's cool also to bring out a Switch version. I don't know if having the portable aspect to playing this game on the switch would atone for it's like you know low res uh you know crappiness per se we don't know how good or bad the port might be per se but we'll have to we'll have to see from there it's just something i think i'd rather play on the console so the guys on the truth i think crash right. belongs on the playstation in my opinion so yeah yeah i'd agree with that all right And then last but not least, uh, last news story is about a compilation that got raided in Taiwan. And so a lot of people have been waiting uh, with the bated breath as far as what's going on with Capcom. And uh, 
basically there was a mention in a leak the data breach from capcom back in november 2020 um that there was a possibility of a um ace attorney chronicles collection and this is not for the um phoenix wright collection that's currently out but basically a second collection and this second collection uh, looks like to have the um, Ace Attorney games on there uh, as far as uh, trying to think what this article does not have the games listed, but uh, hold on, let me do some research here. Uh, crack online research, guys. Crack online research. I love it. Can you help me out, do Desmond? The research. No, you're on it. <laughs> I'm on it. What am I on? Okay. Yeah, on that crack, out, so, crack outreach. Yes. <laughs> crack outreach. I mean, yeah, the, <laughs> that stuff. The, the first collection had Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Ace Attorney Justice for All, and Trials and Tribulations. This one is supposed to have uh, Apollo Justice, uh, Ace Attorney Dual Destinies, and Ace Attorney uh, Spirit of Justice on there. So, See? So, you knew what you were doing. You got it. Yeah, got it. So... Yeah, so we'll take a look. You know, if you're a Phoenix Wright fan, I think I'm great that Capcom has done the due diligence to get this at least rated. It hasn't been announced yet, but we'll see once that comes along. And if it's since that data leak has happened, everything that was in that data leak has come true. It's like it's almost like they're, you know, ignoring that the data leak ever happened per se. And so I know part of it is uh, Monster Hunter Rise being released on Steam in s summer of 2021. So I'll have to see if that comes true or not. So, hmm. Cool. But that's all I got this episode, guys. Well, all right. Well, thank you for that, for that news section, Joe. Contact. You can reach Gaming Vessels on our email at and that, that email is gamingvessels at gmail.com. If you'd like to, if you've heard something that you want to respond to, would, would like to be on the show to get your opinions on our favorite hobby of gaming out to our listeners, you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We also have a Discord server. Uh, you'll be able to get the, the our Discord link off of our Twitter, uh, off of our uh any of the aggregates that you download this podcast on, you'll be able to join our Discord. Uh, I know for me, I'm sending just about all of the stuff that would normally go to Twitter to the Discord server because we're trying to build a community there. And uh, it's really nice. We have good interaction. Uh, everybody's friendly. Uh, lots of good gaming discussion, gaming debates going on over on our Discord server. So we've got that on and popping. So you definitely want to join up. There's no... Uh, there's no uh, a waiting period to, to join. You know, you just click the link and you're in. So uh, definitely want to encourage everyone to hit us up on our Discord channels. Uh, individually, well, actually, our, we all, our show is also on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Gaming Vessels. And individually, we have our own social media accounts. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I'm Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. On Xbox Live, even though I am Xboxless at the t at this moment, I can be found at Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. 
And on Steam, I am Shonuff71, uh, original spelling as before. And I keep forgetting to snag my Nintendo Switch uh, friend code. So, <laughs> friend number, friend ID. So, I will try to get that. I'll make a concerted effort to write that down somewhere so I can have it ready for next show. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X. And you can find me on PSN and uh, Xbox Live if I'm ever on there. <laughs> I I make no promises. Um, on uh, Nemo Tigger. That's N E M O T G G R. And you can find me on um, on. Uh, Nintendo, my friend code is 52806674 And again, um, if you ever contact us or anything like that, please let us know that you, where you found us because we want to talk to real people, not robots. So please, please just do that. Um, and Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, they could find me on Twitter at Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Um, on PSN and Steam, I'm Kumunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. On Xbox, same username, Kumunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, 6995 at the end. And then my Nintendo friend code is going to be 4712-5953-1409. All right. And folks, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and switch on notifications to get informed of new episodes released as soon as they come out. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to bring Gaming Vessels episode 113 to a close. We want to thank you, as always, for sticking in there and hanging with us. Uh, we enjoy chatting up video games, but we also enjoy knowing that we have some folks out there that are enjoying our content. So, shout out to all of those who participate in our main event. Uh, shout out to those who participate on a regular basis on our Discord, ser Discord server. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are making this. Uh, we're, we're trying to build something here, and thanks to you, we're we're on our way. You know, um, and it wouldn't be it would just be three dudes talking <laughs> talking to yeah. the ether if you weren't <laughs> if you weren't there listening to it. So uh, I don't ever want to have an episode go by where we don't uh, uh, give the shout out to those who actually take the time to download and listen to our episodes. You are much appreciated. Yeah, so, shout out to uh, Devious Mr. Matt, too. He name-dropped us on a Bad Father Figures episode. If you oh, cool. Oh, cool. thanks. That's yeah, of course, of course, we gave him a free game, so you know, maybe we'll have to funnel some free games to <laughs> other podcasters to get the word out there. But, uh, there you go. <laughs> the gaming shills. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right, then, folks. For Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. High res Hata, Cat Daddy, and Gamer Step Daddy. And for <laughs> for Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonof71, saying we'll be back next week with a new show. Peace! Word to your mother. Yeah, I'm cutting that one out. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs>